Oh, hey, Karen. Hey, Matthew. What you drinking over there? You're not going to believe it. I, I, I bet I will. <laughs> oh, that's right, because we've been involved in this conversation together the entire time. I mean, what uh, what a surprise. What could it be? What could it be? Okay, so no you idea. remember in our first conversation of episode two, I mean of season two, yeah. <laughs> episode one. Sure. <laughs> um, a little, little special drink came up. Yes. Yeah. Loosely affiliated with communism. <laughs> Very loosely affiliated <laughs> because communism's bad. <laughs> and this tea is good. Oh, okay. It's called Russian wow. tea. You didn't believe me. I did not believe you that this was yeah, a thing. You were like, no. well, what are you talking about? Tang and right. like cinnamon. Like, what are you talking and about? And I still hold that it sounds completely terrible. <laughs> well, the great, amazing. <laughs> Beautiful vindication that I got in the aftermath of that episode was that not one, but two people Mm -hmm. reached out to me to say, oh my God, I (laughs) remember Russian tea. We had Russian tea. You were not alone. (laughs) And one of them was Kate, who was on this podcast. Okay, this makes me cry. It's amazing. She sent us a photograph of her grandmother's Russian tea recipe. Right. Was it her mother's or her grandmother's? I think her mom. Her mother's. Her mom's, yeah. Russian tea recipe. Which is, that's amazing. Like written on the, like, the card that, that you used to have in the recipe the box. The best thing. <laughs> yeah, like in her mom's handwriting. And the whole thing is just beautiful. And somehow your silly tea became a beautiful thing of beauty. Mm, listen, I'm, this is, I, so I, I made it, obviously. That's right. what's happening. In my house. With In my, your house. With my teapot. With your teapot and your unicorn mug, which I love. Yeah. Is, is this Fables? No. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> I took it for my myself. I left you the Disneyland mug because I was like, Thanks. I'm drinking out of the, the... To all who come to this happy place. Welcome. Yeah. So you're, are, you're, you're getting ready to taste my childhood. I am so skeptical <laughs> about how this could possibly be oh, delicious. Yeah. Okay. So for the record, he's mixed, like it's a powder. He's got a powder base of some sort that he's pouring into my cup. It's, everything about this is sketchy. This no, is not. This is not the weed episode. Just it, so we're clear, yeah, right? Like just you, so we're clear, this yeah, is just tang, we're fully and cinnamon. sober right now. Okay. No, I'm not giving you like edible, well, drinkable. Well, I mean, no, I wouldn't do that. I would tell you. That's true. You would. Um, you would tell me. So. It doesn't look quite like like I remember it being slightly it's, darker. Smell it. It's like yes, the smell like, is actually the smell is actually part of it. Oh, it smells like Christmas a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, it smells Christmas. It smells See, like, it, it well, just smells like Sunday morning to me. You put cloves and oranges. Mm, yeah, at yeah, Christmas yeah. time. That's what it smells like. Well, I mean, it's tang and it does have cloves in it. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That makes sense. Uh, um, so it doesn't look exactly like the the recipe my papa used to make. I, his was darker. I don't know what what uh, I've used nest tea. I'm pretty sure that's okay. what he used. So this is tea. It's and like the cloves and cinnamon. It and, smells so much better than I thought. And tang. It smells like it smells like at my church that I grew up in. We had those little packs of spiced cider, not apple cider, but spiced cider, um, with like no actual information about mm-hmm. what the spices yeah, 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 yeah. were, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's possible that it's this. It might just be this. It's completely what it smells like. Okay. I have poured you a glass. Okay. Or a mug of Russian tea. Thank you. I, I hope the water was still warm. Should we toast to we something? We should totally toast. We toast to like Kate's, Kate's mom. <sighs> to Kate's mom. And your grandfather? Peppa. 
Yeah. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm dying. Are you just watching me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to watch you drink it. It's making me really nervous. Okay. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to me. It is the spiced cider. It tastes exactly the really? same as that. Yeah. Like exactly really? the same. Like I also had this in my church childhood just without the, you know, vaguely communist <laughs> affiliation. Undertones. Right. It's also like we still don't know. Somebody said something about being red and that being why. And like it's not. It's not really it's, red. It doesn't really make any sense. But um, it tastes like, oh. It's Christmassy. This is a Christmassy so drink. It's a little, like, I can taste the tang happening in there. <laughs> Are the sides of your mouth, like, the backs a little. of your corners it's of like your jaw? It's, right, right at the back of my throat, mm. a little, like, you know, like, yeah. what's the thing that hangs down at the back of your mouth? The what's uvula? The, that is tang. I used to get the uvula and the vulva mixed up, by the way. Oh, that is an unfortunate mistake to make. <laughs> <laughs> I probably still could get them mixed up because I... So episode one of the sex episode <laughs> series, we'll clear that up for you. It's real important. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Like it, it truly, this tastes like my childhood. It's so weird. It is, it's good and it's good and the aftertaste is a little weird. <laughs> It's like good initially, and then that aftertaste like swoops in there to remind you that you're drinking Tang. It's like, whoop, hello, Casey forgot. I mean, this it, is Tang. It's, yeah, it's basically Kool Aid. So Kate's mom's recipe called for like the lemonade mix, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't think my papa used that. I think he used what I pulled, which is the it's nest tea with lemon. It's like the mm. it's like instant tea. You know, it's not not like tea bags that I'm you complaining. let steep. I'm complaining about the aftertaste, but I'm still drinking it. Just so it's like one of those things where you just have to keep going because if you stop for too long, it just taste funny. But if you, as long as you just keep going, you just have it in your mouth. Great if you spike this, it would be a real fun episode, real fast. Oh, listen, you put some bourbon in here. This would be all right. Okay, yeah, that might be a way to update. I'm not. I don't think I have any. That's definitely a way to take Russian tea and make it heathen. Oh yeah. Spiritual Conversations for the Godless. I'm Matthew Blake. And I'm Karen Thurston. Welcome to Heathen. I think that was the moment, by the way, that the da, 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 the music's going to come in and play. Oh, great. That's that was good. all intro. Beautiful. Wasn't that, a, wasn't that a good intro? That's a great intro. We just did an intro. Yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> gonna be great when you don't cut that out i know right there we are um should we get down to the meat of this episode yes <laughs> um i thought it might be fun to talk about or rather to to read and go over and then talk about some of the letters we've gotten i say letters like people are Putting stamps on paper and Pigeons sending it in the mail. Pigeons delivered them. And um, great. These are emails, um, that, to be clear. The only kind of mail we really get. Send us a letter. If someone sends us a letter, uh, I'm going to be so happy. That'd be so great. I don't think we have an address out there. If you want, email us and we'll send you our address. Send us an email. Get if, our address. If you sound trustworthy, we will send you a physical <laughs> address. I'll send an address. Karen will send it anyway. Just about anybody. 
it'll be fine. And then you can send a letter and we will read it with like the rustling of the paper on the microphone. That would be great. So that you know it's real. So vintage. Um, can I do a, a weird one though first? Sure. Okay, so there's this coffee shop, a new coffee shop that's opened up in my neighborhood. It's yes. called should, Oh, should I say it? Yeah. What the fuck? It's free advertisement for them. It's called Joy Brewed Espresso. Today's episode of Heathen is brought to you by <laughs> Joy Brewed Espresso. Um, Sounds like a Christian coffee house. Well, here's the sure. fun thing because yeah. I I did I was working on an episode of Heathen there. I was doing my editing there and I was there for like four hours one day. And so you know, I bought a couple coffees, but I still felt like I should, maybe I should like, you know, tag them in an Instagram and like, yeah, share. This place is great. Be part of the community. Come hang out. Yeah. I want to be part. Actually, I really, really like this place Good. a lot. That sounds great. They have open mic nights. There's, that doesn't exist in, in Hillcrest in my neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's is no, it, are they just music or do they do? I haven't been to one yet. Oh, so well, I don't know. Crying out loud. <laughs> I know. Right. Um, uh, but so I tagged them. I tagged them in like a Facebook story a heathen on on the heathen oh, yeah, yeah. uh heathen okay. instagram great so you know this place or this instagram called heathen tags you you're probably a little <laughs> interested <laughs> so i think they did some like research and they sent me some whoever is man- like managing their instagram account starts starts chatting with me through the instagram chat you know you can like <laughs> you can actually like i love it send text messages through instagram so i get a text message well, first, I just get like the raised hand of hands emojis, like "Yay, you mentioned us in your story." Yay. Cool, how exciting! And what then, is that? okay, so the raised hands emoji. What does that mean to you? Because I've heard people say, like, that's just like a amen, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, that's how I feel. Like, right? Ooh. <laughs> double high five is what we're about to do. Oh, right double now. high five! Yeah. But like, okay. No, no, yeah, I'm like, like a, a hand to God. It's a woo. Kind of a thing. Yeah, it's, it's a woo. A, right. Okay. I'm at a concert. My hands are up. Whatever. Great. Like, I've been using it correctly. Continue. Oh, what does somebody else say? Something else? Something well, different? I just never know with emojis. I feel like. Yeah. Well, always... you know the the prayer emoji is actually t- it's actually a high. It's five. like a high five. Yeah. yeah. I read that. Maybe somewhere. that's the one I was thinking. I don't know. I still use it as a prayer. I have emoji. a like a smiley face that I actually, was using for a long time, but it found I <laughs> the oh no, it wasn't a smiley face. I was just doing arrows like to point up. Like, go up and read my text that mm-hmm. was up there. Mm-hmm. But it, on my friend's phone, turns it into a weird, like, buck tooth smiley face. And he was like, why <laughs> do you keep using this creepy smiley face That's your fr- at do, really is weird your, times? Is your friend, like, on a, you know, like a... I don't know. I, I think it was just like an, an old iPhone. flip phone. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know why it was happening. Anyway, um, that feels like this problem. really important tangent is just to warn y'all that your emojis yeah. may not be doing what you think that it's they're doing. True. We're be- here to help you with the real Beware. problems of life. Meanwhile, you were saying. Well, I'm so they send me the hand emojis, the raised woo hand. I'm at a concert emoji. Right. And then, like a few minutes later, they say, "Are you guys a Christian podcast or?" <laughs> Dot, 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 question mark. (laughs) Which is the quintessential question, really. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I know, right? I know. So I'm, I'm, I, well, yeah, I kind of laughed back. I was like, (laughs) actually, no, this is what I said. That's an interesting question. (laughs) It's more a podcast about coming out of, quote unquote, bad Christianity. So a lot of the guests still identify as Christian. The host does not. (laughs) Um, So then one word response. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. A few minutes later, what is quote unquote bad Christianity? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Keep in mind, this is a place of business. I love them so much for pursuing this like conversation with you. Like the fact that they came back with the follow up question is bold and beautiful. It is the bold and the beautiful. Yeah, I love it. It really is. I gave I I sent up three like you know three wow. responses back. Oh, it's yeah. really long, and that was the last I ever heard from them. <laughs> What did you say? Well, I thought maybe that's what we could talk about, actually. Okay. Um, to start off with, because <laughs> this is technically, I guess it's not a listener letter, because they probably didn't listen. They just saw themselves tagged. But, yeah. you know, it's a letter that he then got. Um, and I think that's a really fucking good question. Yeah, it's a common what question. Is, what is bad Christianity? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people, I feel like, who have seen that floating around on the internet, and it is immediately, like aggressive like it, oh, it like, makes me it, feel defensive right away like causes, oh am i bad christianity yeah. like that's the immediate it feels it feels like an attack a little bit so how does that make you feel that it feels like an attack or how does yeah it that make, people respond to it like oh well i'm not an eight um <laughs> um that it makes me feel uh it's a good question there's part of me that feels like that confrontational, uncomfortable space is really a necessary part of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also part of me that immediately wants to wrap up every person that feels defensive when they hear that in like a big hug and a conversation and just be like, no, 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 no. Like this mm. is not this is not to tear down what you are. That is never the intention. The intention is not to tear down what you are as a human yeah like you individual person you person with your beliefs and your specific set of and right and that's kind of what i've tried hard (laughs) to communicate you're gonna (laughs) be so allergic it's okay i'm gonna sneeze a few times and then i'll be good for a little while okay yeah it's i've we i forgot my my allergy meds tonight folks so the cats are it's gonna be fun it's gonna Um, be a wild ride that's what i've tried to be i mean i've tried to just be really clear about like if you when i try to explain this to people like if you are safe and seen mm. and thriving where you are i'm a hundred percent on board i loved what derek webb said when you guys were talking yeah last week where he was like i've actually like <laughs> pushed people back toward yeah you know their church and toward religion because that's where you know they wanted or they 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 were okay being there and mm-hmm. i think that i think it's important that everybody is where they are on the journey um so i don't have any I don't want to yank people out of where they are. No. Yeah. Sorry, I just went off on that. Go ahead. No, I love that. That's that's great. Um, I mean, again, it's it comes back to one of the reasons I think that it's really cool to have both of us talking about this stuff on this podcast because we we do come come at it from different, not just different like perspectives, but different personalities. Because for me, it, it um, I just have almost zero qualms hmm. about that phrase, bad Christianity, um, because I, I would just say that the mo- the majority of Christianity that I have encountered is bad, bad. is toxic, yeah. is, uh, I mean, it does, it does need some definition. I mean, it's, it's a, it is a loaded word mm-hmm. and it's a shorthand if you get it. And if you haven't had those conversations with people, then it's, aggr- I, I totally get how it's aggressive. Yeah. Like, um, for me, it's, it's a shorthand. It's like, it's a really easy way to, to be like, are we on the same page about this thing or not? Yeah, and it's, it's the, real quick to it's, it's very the Kool Aid guy crashing not. through the wall. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hello, <laughs> bad Christianity. T-shirt. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. 
Um, oh, yeah. We're going to have a mm. really good merch store the, one day. The merch cometh and it's going to be great. <laughs> one day it'll be but awesome. But I love that because I feel like I I tend to – I think the the work for me for the last several years is kind of unpacking niceness. Got into a really interesting mm. chat on Facebook about this lately uh, – recently. And, um, you know, I definitely grew up in a, a culture where niceness is – almighty hailed like you oh, be yeah. you be nice and you keep the niceness and niceness really is you know the great upholder of privilege at the end of the day like that's what nice does is it protects people from uncomfortable conversations where they might be challenged um and gets in the way of progress more often than not yeah kindness very separate from niceness yeah very different clear. right totally different to be kind and to be nice right and oftentimes kindness isn't necessarily nice because kindness advocates for justice or pushes back against, mm, yeah. you know, some of these things that are worse. So for me, the challenge to not be so nice with my words and so careful with my words and so concerned about yeah. everyone else's feelings is an important one. So I appreciate that about you. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Cause yeah, I didn't, I didn't really give it much I didn't give it a second thought when I when I use oh, that I'll phrase. Oh, I'll overthink all of these things for you. No, like, it's, it's fantastic when I when I use that phrase with my with this coffee shop. Which, by the way, I do I still wonder to this day was an employee just like not realizing that they were on their they were on their work account or like, <laughs> what, what happened because they just they just stopped talking to me. I felt mm. I was bummed. Someday I'm going to take it in and like show the owner and be like, hey, can I talk to this person? <laughs> we should really like we should get in a good good cop bad cop groove on some of these things mm. like we could tag team pretty well yeah like that's where i come in then and oh yeah, yeah follow yeah. up with my super nice like Aww. hey do you need a hug Aww. you do while i explain to them why their religion is compl- well yeah then we switch back when they're <laughs> when they're all vulnerable and ruining cozy, us all and snuggled and then like, gotcha <laughs> well good that's a good plan really yeah oh, it's right. not not bad not too shabby mm-hmm. um but yeah, to call to call a religion bad. I mean, yeah, that, there's that's a lot. That's that's a big statement. So mm-hmm. it's fair for somebody to ask that, and I think I, reasonable to expect an explanation. Yeah, from us when we use it. So, um, so what does that mean to you specifically? Mm, bad religion. I mean, <clears throat> uh, please refer to episodes one through. <laughs> Uh, 18 of Heathen. Um, but in a nutshell. But in a nutshell, I, I mean, well, actually, actually, the best way to get to it, I think, is to read some of these next letters because okay. they kind of ex- almost pinpoint exactly what's going on. Did I hand you a beautiful you segue? Totally. Uh, segue. I feel great now. Um, so let's I like see. this tea. You love the Russian I do. Tea. It's not so bad after all. You drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I know that that's a loaded yes. thing to say. Um, it is really loaded. <laughs> and dark. <laughs> so dark. It really is. Too soon. Oh. Um, let's visit with a person called... Mm, there's so much good stuff here. Let's visit with a person called Caleb. Um, this is actually the longest of the three letters I would love to dive into. Positive, encouraging. Positive, encouraging. Caleb. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing right now? I'm fine. Caleb. 
I bet he is a positive and encouraging person. I bet he is. <clears throat> All right. I was raised in an Assemblies of God church in a very strict but loving family. I started questioning my beliefs in high school. Are you visual, by the way? Would you like to read along with me? Oh, I'm fine. I You're like good listening. listening. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. I started questioning my beliefs in high school, but I didn't have the ability, strength, or familial acceptance to be open about that. After college, where I fully realized I don't believe, I ended up working at the mega church I grew up in, doing media production for five years. I was so unhappy and confused and lived the most uncomfortable double life ever. It sucked. Mm. Once I met my wife on Tinder because it wasn't culturally acceptable to date outside the church and, you know, double life, uh, I was able to break free, quit my job, move away, and try to start to heal. After uh, After three years out... I'm in a much happier place, but I've still been struggling with how not to harbor resentment or anger at the church. I feel like a system, and this is the, the part that really grabbed me, I feel like a system that militantly drills into a child that they are evil from birth and must accept forgiveness is abuse. I think that robbing me of the ability and self-confidence to think positively about myself sans a deity's approval is abuse. I think that enforcing a strict us versus them mindset is abuse. I have been abused by Pentecostal evangelical culture. Hmm. Um, I mean, that, like, if you want to nutshell it, actually, right there, kind of, Caleb does a great job of that for me. Um, a system that militantly drills into a child that they're evil from birth yeah. is abuse. So in my, uh, in my response to Caleb, I... I told him about my own journey of like coming to associate that word with my upbringing. Um, my sister is way ahead of me on like everything in life. Um, right. She's three years younger than me and, you know, just light years ahead of me in every possible conceivable way. <laughs> um, sister. Yeah, that's, that's what they do. Uh, and so she started therapy years ago. Um, and has gone <laughs> religiously um, for a long time. And so came came to me several years ago with this idea. And here's one of those times where I'm like, hope my mom, you know, there's parts of me where I, where I hope my mom one day listens to Heathen and, and, and it's a healing thing. And then other times I'm like, don't listen to what I said. <laughs> but um, no, but yeah, my sister came to me with um, kind of questions about, our upbringing and let it be known for the record Karen is pouring herself no I don't know what you're talking more about more Russian tea there's a reason that the podcast is not a video and it is so I can do things in secret and lead a double life uh, yeah sorry we don't do that here that's the whole point um, um but she came to me and said uh <clears throat> you know my I've been I've been telling my therapist about our childhood and our upbringing, and my therapist has called it. <laughs> it's like the, the get out, like the, <laughs> the, going to the sunken place right now. Yeah. Talk, talking about my childhood, yikes! With the sound of a spoon in the cup. That is terrifying. Um, it's really, really sorry. scary. Yeah, yeah. It's an unfortunate reference. Um, Go ahead. I'm not going to steal your body and <laughs> inhabit it with a dead person's that's soul. That's good. Oh, although, I mean, I totally don't want to like appropriate that beautiful metaphor that Jordan Peele you know, based right. in that film. Right. But also, isn't there a little bit of that in what we're talking about too? Like living, like taking your brain and, and putting it in someone else's body. Wow. Anyway, sorry. 
Um, I really am going to the sunken place, you guys. Uh, uh, it's getting weird. She, my sister, you know, brought this up. This yeah. th- that her therapist pointed out that your childhood was abusive. Hmm. You experienced abuse, and I totally scoffed at my sister when she first said this. I was like, right. "What are you talking about? We ha- like we looked like." a lot of other American families that I was aware of. Mm. We actually looked like every other American family that I was aware of growing up. Um, We were provided for. We never went hungry. We always had a roof. We always had beds. We experienced love. I mean, it wasn't, you know, we weren't starved for, I mean, in some ways we were definitely emotionally starved for certain types of relationship and affection with our parents. But, um, But I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. You know, you can, you get, you get in that mindset of like comparing myself to every, the worst that I know in the world, which is like, you know, save the children, Sally Struthers, big obvious bad kids in Africa. I I mean, like, you know, comparing it to that, I was like, no, we, we were not abused. Like we didn't, I mean, we weren't, we got spanked, but we weren't like hit, you know? Um, so, and that's, you know, I always associated that word with something very physical, you know? Um, so yeah, that was my response to my sister as she was trying to like navigate the understanding her own youth. And it's taken Mm -hmm. me now, you know, years of my own, not years of my own therapy. I've only been going to therapy for not even a full year yet, but, um, but certainly years of reflection and, um, remembering because mm. I had, I had let myself forget Blocked out a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of my childhood. And, um, I mean, I would say it, it took a good five years just for me to be able to like use that word and say, hmm. yeah, this, this culture, this system that we participated in. Right. was an abusive system for these exact same reasons that, uh, Caleb pointed out. Um, teaching a child from birth, you're, you're evil. Your self-worth relies on the death of another person. Like someone else had to die and not just die, but like this really visceral, gruesome death that gets portrayed to you in movies by Mel Gibson, like kind of awful, horrific death. Right. Um, to make it so God can stand you so that you can even be tolerable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean that to me, to me, that is bad Christianity. Yeah. That's bad faith. Yeah. Bad religion. Um, and it's so fascinating. Well, actually here, let me read the rest of, of this letter because then I'm okay. So he goes on to say, He talks about the abuse and he says, with that in mind, I was listening to the episode with uh, James G and you guys talked a lot about reconciliation. And one part that struck me was how he now sees the good in what he was taught. He taught, he sees Jesus through the lens of a historic archetype and how that has helped him reconcile with his past. I paused the episode there because I was really period fucking period mad. I didn't see or understand how someone could essentially forgive what had happened to him, how anyone could see good in such a detrimental culture. That haunted me for a while. So I set out to figure out how I could get there myself, which mm. 
I love this person, by the way. Like, yeah. I, I, to, came back to it. <laughs> to have all the feelings, like, to. Oh, my like, hero. Yeah. That's right? so good. And then to be like, well, I'm not fucking That's, satisfied. Okay, so. but can we hold for a second? Yeah, totally. That's all I want in other human beings mm. is like that ability to return to whatever the thing is. I feel like 98% of the people that I've met in the world run the opposite direction yeah. from that thing. That's so people mm. who push into that. Oh, so good. So good. So good. Continue. Uh, to me, forgiveness is when one party wrongs another party, then acknowledges the error of their ways and comes to the offended party's way of thinking. Mm. Right? Interesting. That's my problem with the plot of The Greatest Showman. Continue. <laughs> We have to talk about that. Um, so by that definition, I couldn't forgive the church because they wouldn't come to my way of thinking. To forgive them, I'd be dismissing the error of my abuser's ways. And after a life of sacrificing my convictions and my feelings to not rock the boat, I'm not interested in doing that. The church will never apologize for mistreating me. So true forgiveness, by my definition, can never be attained. Mm. So how do I reconcile the two? How do I come to peace and forgiveness when the other party isn't acknowledging their wrongdoing? I do a lot of cost-benefit analyses in my work in tourism marketing. I write them up on what kind of advertising to do, where to invest, and the like. So I decided to think of Christianity in that light. Instead of forgiving evangelical culture, I decided that I needed to recontextualize it through the lens of a cost-benefit analysis. So here he goes. Uh, this is his CBA. I love this human right? so much. <laughs> People who aren't me benefit from things that I don't benefit from. Amen. Christian culture didn't understand that I didn't benefit from it. I didn't understand that people do benefit from it. For some people, the benefits of living in Christian culture outweigh the costs. For me, they didn't. Mm. This has kind of revolutionized how I look at Christian culture. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> I no longer feel a sinking disdain or anger when I hear some something about church, and that has taken a huge weight off my shoulders. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's so good. It's so fascinating. I first of all, the whole like definition of forgiveness thing. Like, I really just appreciated where he where what that means to him because. Man, how many how many sermons on forgiveness did you hear growing up? Seven hundred thousand <laughs> sermons, right? Most of them, and, honestly. And they're all about. And I've heard this even not not in church. You know, it, I've heard this everywhere. But it's it almost always comes down to like forgiveness is for you. Right. It's, it's you letting go of something. It doesn't matter if the other party ever responds or if like in some instances the other party's gone, they've passed right. whatever, like you can't like, right. you can't actually have that conversation, but you, it's something you do internally for yourself so that you're not, you don't have this like bleeding internal organ that yeah. is, you know, so that, and, that, and that's, that's like the standard for understanding forgiveness. Right. right. But right. This, that's not, at all what he's he's saying it is for him he's like for for me no like there has to be acknowledgement there has to be recompense yeah. there has to be justice essentially like all of that is part of forgiveness for him right and that's an, i think i feel like it's kind of both and for me like i yeah. feel like it's both sides of that i think that you know inevitably in life you do come across situations where you are never going to get that I mean, like he's yeah. saying with the church, you're just never going no. – you're not going to get it. So then you kind of have to decide 
what you want to do with the way that you feel about that. And I think that you can go any direction that you want to go, mm-hmm. you know, like it's whatever. I mean, we, uh, we, we tend to default to forgiveness is the healthiest thing, but I think maybe not. I think sometimes like you need to keep pushing for accountability. Yeah. I think we need those voices in all kinds of situations in society. Um, that said, um, I think it is really important not to discount the other piece uh, because forgiveness without that other piece is incomplete. It's very one-sided. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and really, if the church preaches that, like, in order to receive grace and Jesus, like, there's a repentance buy-in on your side, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, forgiveness does seem to come coupled with sort of this acknowledgement of the need to be forgiven. Yeah. It's part of that equation so when you don't have the the acknowledgement that i need you to forgive me on one side i think you're left with a really interesting and i think what he's done is beautiful because i think (laughs) what he's done is found a way to manage it and to set that boundary between himself and the church and just you know kind of give him himself permission to let go of some of those things which is so great um I love, I love it. I love that I he love has, yeah. yeah, in in his in terms that makes sense to him in right. his world and how he, how he operates on a day to day basis. Like, here's the thing I do all the time, mm-hmm. like CBA. Like, let me it's just so beautiful use this framework that works for me in these other areas right. and apply it to this thing that is causing me real, you know, grief to the point where I, you know, I have to turn off a podcast because, you know, it's causing me that much, you know, anxiety or whatever. I can't. Remember remember his word but um mad that's what it was he was really fucking mad yeah um yeah just that to me that's i think there's i think we don't let ourselves do that enough right Um, i think that especially growing up in the church there's always a program you know there's always a series of steps what um was it matthew 14 like was that the the one where um how to deal with a brother who's you know gone astray? Like first go. To oh, him first and, you go to him, and then you yeah, bring. A, or maybe Matthew twenty. I don't remember. It's in Matthew. A couple people <laughs> you bring them for yeah, yeah. elders or whatever. You know, like there's always something yeah. like that. It's a sequence. Yeah, a sequence, and it's the uh, it's a form. You know, it's it's a it's a program. Mm-hmm. You you that ever that applies to everyone in all situations. So we're trained in that way. For me, and 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 how I was brought up, I was trained in that way just as much as I was trained to think that I'm unworthy, you know? Um, It's just finding your own way is like the opposite of what you should be doing. Like, because there's already a way. Right. So figuring out something that works for you is a sign of (laughs) rebellion. Lean not on your own understanding. Jeez. Yeah. So that might be the most, that verse of all verses may be the one that, It's created the most problems in my life. Yeah. Which is funny, but I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah. Well, for me, it's the, the heart but is like, deceitful above all things. Mm, yeah. Which is the same. Same thing, same basically. Yeah, yeah. Just that whole idea of like, whatever you do, don't do your own thing. Do yeah. the thing you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Do it well. Yeah. But I think there is definitely a. I think it's really good. I think it's good when you can take a situation where you're not going to get an apology, especially in a situation where you were abused or where a relationship assessment has had to be severed or uh, you've had to, you know, set a boundary there. It is good to get to a place where you have personal peace around it and to create a framework or to create 
a metaphor or a method or something mm-hmm. that's going to give that to you. However, I think it is ideal when you do get that acknowledgement from the other side. Yeah. And when somebody finally does just say to you, hey. Totally. I was wrong to do this to you. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to walk without that. And that's why The Greatest Showman feels hollow to me for the wreck. Well, we don't have to go here right now. Do we want to talk about The Greatest Showman I right mean, now? It's I mean, it's like – I've had my own journey, as you know, know. (laughs) with that movie. So here's the thing. So, okay. First of all, side note. My one of my big problems with The Greatest Showman is it's just another freaking glorification of a mediocre white guy doing a thing and saving all the people. And like I'm I'm so over that story where the only person that I could try to relate to is a ambitious dreamer person is this dude who can't remember that he also has to do the emotional work of like caring for people while he like you Many other people who, like, have had to deal with life are able to remember to take care of the people around them as they pursue their dreams. This is not, like, a (laughs) lesson that all people must inevitably, like, fail first and then learn. Like, you can actually just do both things at the same time. Anyway, um, (laughs) be that as it may, what bothered me about it is he had, you know, well – I shouldn't have opened this can of worms. (laughs) Every time I say what bothered me about it, I think of like 17 other things that I'm annoyed by. My daughter, this is my daughter's favorite movie. She loves it. We love the soundtrack. We listen to it all the time. It's great. We love the songs. We love Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. Love him. Love everyone. Love. So much love. Subtle. Love you all. Oh my God. We love her. Mm -hmm. Watching that rehearsal video. Like I still cry every time. Anyway. It was lovely for the members of the circus to kind of welcome him back in and to go and and receive him. Uh, I'm spoiling the hell out of this. Sorry, if you haven't seen it, it's the most predictable plot ever. Man has ambition, forgets about family, realizes what's really important and returns. The end. Um, (laughs) Spoiled. Ruined for you, but the songs are great. Strung together with gorgeous gorgeous Right, and Zac Efron is such an adult now, and that's fun. Um, So... He sure is. Boy, is he. <laughs> um, I wanted – I love that – I mean, great. They took him back. I just wanted them to have a moment. I wanted there to be a moment where, like, he looks at the bearded lady and he just says, my God, look what I've yeah. done to you. What half my hands rot. Right. Yeah. Like, I am sorry. Like, I just wanted that so much. Not like, whoops, I forgot about my family, and now I know it's important. Yeah. Family's important, so I'm back here with my family. And yeah. you guys that I've commodified in such a way that you helped me support my family, like, you can be also my extended family again. And, like, there's just such a... And it kind of an aw shucks, you knucklehead, well, we love you anyway kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And I just wanted him to be accountable to that. Like, I yeah. wanted him to look at it and be like, I have used <clears throat> these people thoughtlessly and i felt like he never made that connection that he had used those and i know we were trying to gloss over that part of the whole barnum story right but i needed him to make that connection in order to rally for him at the end like i needed him to realize the harm he had done and the extent of it and yeah he made them a family blah 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 blah. but but there's also i don't know big butt big butt it's a big butt so i feel like it's really hard to get over. Like I, I hear mm. Caleb hardcore. It is hard to get past 
that hollowness when there isn't the acknowledgement of wrongdoing. And it takes so much work on the part of the forgiver to have to compensate Mm -hmm. for that lack. Mm, Man. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy is right. Hugh Jackman, I need you to do something now that I love again. (laughs) Can we do another lame is? Have you seen Logan? No. Me neither. Is that like the Wolverine story? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I've heard good things. I should watch that. I probably like that. I hear I'm it's the best. It. It's the best Wolverine. Did movie. you see the 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 Marvel Marvel bunch thing, the Brady bunch thing that was floating? No. Oh my god, it's my new favorite thing. <laughs> Someone who can see the inner workings of my soul <laughs> made this video that's on the internet today. It's just all the people from the new like Avengers movie the doing nine, the Brady Bunch the grid. thing, but they're all singing their own. It just I just get I get absurdly happy when people who don't do singy things do ridiculous singy things. I'm the target market for that. It's a flash mob. Like that's what it is. It's a flash <laughs> it's Totally mob. the same thing. I'm just uh, giddy with joy and everyone else is like, okay, that was cheesy. Uh, well, I, we're going to have to watch it right yeah. after we finish recording because I'm intrigued now. YouTube day. Okay, okay, okay. So Caleb, um, we think you're amazing, <laughs> right? Is that the bottom Caleb, line? Caleb, come and hang out Yeah. immediately. Yeah, totally. You are our people. And we love you. Uh, um, all right. So let's move on to letter number two, which is from a person called Andrea. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's another long one. By the way, I love – send your long letters. Like we, we All the yeah, letters. I absolutely love reading them. I'm just going to read an excerpt of this one. Um, she does talk about her upbringing, um, uh, coming out as queer – um, and then leaving the church and Janelle Monet today. <laughs> Today's Janelle Monet day. Pansexual. Today. Now you know what day we're recording. Yeah, there you go. Um, here she here she goes. Uh, it's been a long time since I left the church, mm-hmm. and I thought I had left it behind emotionally as well. I definitely felt free, but during the subsequent subsequent years, struggled with substance abuse, depression, obsessive compulsive behaviors, anxiety and an overall sense of purposelessness. This came to a head when I started a competitive and stressful PhD program. Uh, I ended up developing an eating disorder, and it doesn't even feel real to say it, and it's very embarrassing, began shoplifting like crazy. Um, I had this feeling that there were no real rules, and nobody cared what I did. So I could do whatever, whatever I wanted, and nothing mattered. Needless to say... Neither of those things could go on for very long without reaching a breaking point. And when that happened, I started therapy. I also started union organizing. With a combination of those two things, I was able to work through a lot of my psychological problems and feel like I could have definite positive effects on the world with the help of a supportive community. Mm. Again, like with coming out, therapy and union organizing filled the place that church once had. Now I'm in a place 12 years after leaving Christianity where I feel like I can see how many of my psychological issues are rooted in the religion I grew up in. One of the core tenets of the form of fundamental Christianity I was raised in is that you are completely sinful, that nothing you can do is good, and that you you should be suspicious of your desires and perceptions. Hmm. I wonder how widespread it is that people who grew up in an environment like that end up having trouble knowing what they want trusting themselves, or believing 
in their own value. It's very common. Yes. I think that's <laughs> what we're finding out. It seems to be the story. Yeah. Uh, by, by talking to people about this, it's, it is. It's, it's totally the thread. Right. Um, and we've already touched on it. Caleb talked, talked about it in uh, similar terms. I mean, but I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the um, lean not on your own understanding because mm. that's, that's what this piece really, this letter really uh, brought up for me was that, that verse about, um, I already forgot my verse. <laughs> the heart is deceitful above all things. Um, yeah. the Lord, she ain't playing. What? <laughs> what are you singing? I don't know, like a DC talk dive there. I don't know. Was that what that was? Is it charm is deceitful and beauty oh, is fading? Oh, yeah, 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 Girl yeah. fears the Lord. Is that DC talk? Mm-hmm. Is that what that is? I think that is. What song is that? It's a really offensive one. I'm sure. Yeah, because it's like, isn't it? Isn't I don't it know. like sing, telling a woman what she should be? Probably. I can't think of what song it is either, but. Okay, we're going to come back to that. So I'm going to need to know. Yeah. Um, um, well, so. I feel like what I'm doing right now, I feel like this is the place I'm in for the past several months. And I love it. I love mm-hmm. like what I'm discovering and learning at this time in my life. And it's it's something that I wish I had done so much earlier. Um, but it's, it, it is very simple. In simple terms, it is learning to trust myself, mm-hmm. learning to hear myself, um, not just spiritually, not just like whatever I believe spirit to be or soul to be about myself, right. but my body, my physical right here, right now, this thing that I'm touching body. Um, I mean, well, f- we should just absolutely um, refer people to uh, an episode of the liturgist podcast mm. that recently came out yeah. called embodiment. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I've listened to it twice already. I, I'm going to listen to it probably two more times. It's so it's rocking my world. But, but um, that is, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to come back to your body, mm-hmm. to come back to your intuition, um, your gut, the things yeah. that, especially for someone with my personality, we one day we will do the Enneagram episode. But as an Enneagram eight, like you. I feel shit like, you know, hardcore mm-hmm. all the time. Very, very big feelings. Right. And my, I, I can characterize so much of my youth as trying to just reel that in, hmm. turn it down. Um, stop, <laughs> you know, hmm. just stop right. Matthew. Like, right. like what your reaction is not, um, the reaction that you're having is not equal to what's, you know, the situation you're in kind of thing. That was, that was just the constant message I got, which is such a like unbelievable thing to say to any human being, because like, if that's the reaction you're having, that's the reaction you're having. having, Like it, it just is, it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to uh, explain itself. Like that's just what is happening in your body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so to have to tell your body that, Oh, sorry, body, you fucked up. Like, right. These tears, this anger, the heat rising in your cheeks, like all of that is not acceptable or good or what you should be doing. Right. Like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) What is it? It, I mean, even as I'm like talking about it right now, I'm getting really upset that like that was that 
that's the world I grew up in? Like, yeah. you're telling me that the my red cheeks right now are are inappropriate? Hmm. That's what my body's doing. Right. My body is telling me something. Right. With, that was, it was always a thing, actually. Like, I could always feel that heat rise from my chest into my face. And everybody else could see it because my face would get bright, beat red. Right. And, um... I would get made fun of and called out for that all the time. And it just became such a point of shame for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Andrea, I mean, I would say it's hella widespread. It's, it's really like the heart of this story, I feel yeah. like, for a lot of us. And that, you know, we both get a lot of emails and a lot of messages from people and a lot of just – I get a lot of text messages from folks or Facebook messages that are just like, hey – here's my story. Mm. I haven't said these things out loud yet. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's the whole point. Um, That's what we're doing. But that, I mean, that's a really common feeling, that feeling of separation from yourself. And for me, what I've been really working with lately and trying to sort of piece my way through as I'm coming back to myself and as I'm coming into my body, more or less, into my myself um for what i've said and will continue to say feels like the first time that i'm showing up as myself for my life um i'm glad i'm not the only one sister (laughs) yay we're here (laughs) which is funny because fear there's so much management involved when you're not just arriving as yourself for things. And so for me, like I have all of these layers of fear and anxiety that the more I show up as myself for things, the more those start to dissipate and the more they start to just sort of Mm. fade. Like I don't, I still have them. Like I still have my friends who I, who know that I have this, who like I'll text after a party and they'll just be like, Hey, I like you. I'm like, I like you too. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> and um, but so much of that anxiety and fear, I think, was just around this idea of like trying to be something I wasn't, like trying to be whatever whatever I was supposed to be instead of just relaxing into being what I am. Yeah. And for me also, like you know, the love languages, the five mm. love languages. I love the five love languages. The five love <laughs> languages. I cannot say it with a straight face. And yet really useful. So I, my whole life, because I'm like the girl with the words, I've been like, oh, well, I like words of affirmation because mm. that's totally my love language. I am like a 99% touch love languager. But I didn't know that about myself like I knew it without knowing it but I'm Mm. also I'm a kinetic processor I had to learn all this about myself like I go through like I think best if I'm moving I process stress and emotion in my body I carry everything physically and I've been doing that my whole life and completely unaware of it Wow. so like just in the last five years of my life, I've figured out like the, the road to mental health is a literal road that you walk down. And if you walk down it, and if I do, if I have a, a solid practice going, if I have good walks, if I'm stretching and flexible and moving through the world, literally moving, I am so much more myself. So in a way, like coming back to this awareness of my body and awareness of that as a legitimate part of my person Mm. 
has created a pathway to intimacy for me that I didn't have mm. before because I was not using my primary love language because I was so divorced from my body as part Ooh. of my person. So this is a massive, like I don't, I'm at the very beginning of what that looks like for me. And a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about when we get into like the sex and embodiment, especially uh, I think we're going to hopefully have my friend Morgan come on and she does a lot of this mm. around the people who grew up in the church and women specifically who have sort of left their physical mm -hmm selves behind and how to kind of come back into that but that work for me has been like i don't even i don't even i'm at so at the beginning of it that i don't understand yet how that's mm. changing the trajectory of my life um which is cool so in such a literal way <laughs> the most literal way possible um yeah it has it has been a hard path to coming back into that part of myself and acknowledging that part yeah. of myself and saying to my body, like, you are safe here and I trust you. You get to be here. You're allowed. You're allowed. You're just allowed. Let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Mm. It's Mary Oliver every damn day around here. It really is. I mean, even as you're talking, I'm realizing similarly <laughs> <clears throat> my love language is not touch it's um yeah. it is words of affirmation right although now i'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm questioning that's what it's always been have i been wrong but um it's like quality it's kind of a quality time and words of affirmation yeah. uh combo but um i'm so the thing i have one of the things i've realized about myself in recent years as well is that i am such a verbal processor to the point where i honestly often don't know what i think or how I don't I don't even know what my feelings are I don't right. I, I don't have language for them until I literally have language for them hmm. out of my mouth <laughs> with another human being until they become language yes until yeah. they, oh my gosh yes yeah. until my until my feelings have become words I don't know what they are love I, I love that so much. I can sit with something forever Karen yeah. forever and 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 feel all of it mm -hmm. and not know what the fuck it is or why it's in there mm. or how to how to move beyond it right and i think it's why for so long i um i think it's part of what stunted my process uh my my deconstruction process for so long um was because i, I wasn't talking about it right it was, i i didn't have the safe spaces to discuss it um even when i thought i did i didn't hmm. uh, even when i was kind of starting a church that i thought was going to be like this new way uh of doing my faith, um, I was, I, it, that was ultimately not a safe space for me. So there were just large parts, large feelings, large experiences that I was, I was just never talking about. And then when I finally left the church, even then, I didn't talk about it. Because right. at that point, it was just different circumstances in my own life. I wasn't, I was in a new place where I didn't have any friends. I, I had a partner with, that our relationship turned out to be an unhealthy one. So it was like, for so long, I had just no voice to the feelings. Hmm. And, um, man, I've been, I've been talking my, <laughs> my, you know, ass off for a couple of years now with people and, and most recently recording it all. Right. And I feel super accelerated in yeah. everything that I'm, I'm going through, everything I'm experiencing and going through. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've never experienced this much new information about myself in such a mm. condensed period of time. Oh, that's so good. Um, 
So yeah, for you, yeah, like being yeah. on the road, the movement, all of that. And for me, it's like the words, the language, like just being right. able to blurt it out. And then it starts coming and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been missing this forever because I was so busy. Like I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that work without it compromising this thing that I was trying to yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. protect, like totally. this illusion or this person that I needed to be then. Like I couldn't, I couldn't engage this part of me without it compromising. Mm what I felt I needed to do to be loved in yeah. the world and to be accepted by the world. But then like once that's removed, like once you figure out that the world will love you, Ugh. there's a – somebody – I don't know whose quote I put on Facebook the other day, but it's like there is a place where you can be seen and still loved and it's called the world. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to live, you got to kind of get used to I it. Saw I just mangled that. But um, – that. Uh, that I that like once you are freed from not being able to engage that part of you because you have to be a certain way, like it just tumbles. Like mm -hmm. it's such a tumble and it's yeah. so fun. And then part of it is part of it is a little bit bittersweet because you're yeah. looking back and I'm like, my God, like I missed out. I missed out on a lot. Like I went years of my life without touching people because it was just mm. too much. Like mm. it was too much and too like too intimate and too it just it threatened the girl that I needed to be. It wow. threatened her. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and like I missed that. I missed it for so long. And now I'm all like stunted and behind and I have to catch up and yeah. it's all very awkward. But um but like it's good. It's it so is, good. Because because like, now we're in a place where it's like, oh, let's fucking do this let's shit. Do like it. let's, it's so let's great. go down the slippery slopes. Yes. Let's have the sexisodes. Like, let's talk about all this stuff. Right. And um It'll be messy as fuck. It's going to be completely un-PC. We're going to screw it. Like, I know I'm saying shit all the time. This right. is like... The worst. The Me worst. Too. I say legitimately so much more often than any human being should. Don't do a drinking game with me saying legitimately. People of heathen, we don't want to murder you. Um, yeah, but it's... I feel you on the lost time. Like, the, the yeah. you know, the, I'll never get that back. But also, I'm like looking... Feeling where I am right now right. and then looking at where I'm going, I'm like, this is the time to be alive. And what's great about it is it turns you into a fucking evangelical because then you're just like, you want For the first time in my life. Ever. I know. It's so exciting. I mean, I tried so <laughs> hard. Start jumping up and down. Uh, <laughs> Emoji hands. Because now we're just like all of the time, like, no, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You can do this and be loved. And like, that's like, I, I want to bring people into this space mm. so much and I never got that before I was always just like oh sorry I have to tell you I'm about sorry. your sin <laughs> I literally I literally Here's, have to apologize as I apologize I'm sorry like, for this good news that I'm going to give you but like this is good fucking news that like in, you in. are loved you are loved and like this whole tumble all that you have to mm. do Wherever you land, like, yeah, it's all good. You know, I, calling back to uh, oh, right, what are we talking about? <laughs> no, something Caleb said. I think I love Caleb. We love Caleb. Caleb, we love you. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, when he was talking. Oh yeah, his 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 cost benefit analysis and looking at people. How so? You know, for some folks, Christianity worked right. Like it 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 right. It didn't for me. It was good for them. I didn't understand it. They didn't understand me. I still, I still though, 
think as I, as I look look back on my own experience, mm-hmm. this might be one of those times when I'm you know speaking out of my ass and I'm gonna say stuff I'll regret later. But do the Colby thing where you're like, if it's bad, <laughs> if it's bad, may they forget may we it. May forget it. <laughs> um, and if not, let it stick. Um, I just I think that that there's certain personality types, and maybe not. Even, I don't want to go into personality types. There's just people who are willing to either be steamrolled. Or be in this, be driving the steamroller. Yeah. Um, and for those people, like, yeah, Christianity is going to work mm. on some level, to some degree, because you're not going to get your, you're not going to engage. You're not going to engage with your body. You're going to be okay, like turning all that off. You're, you're, you're not going to think critically right. <laughs> about your beliefs that might be just a little bit batshit if you had any context for them in the real world. Um. So, so either so either you're if you're the person who's just like willing to like let all that be in order to fit in, or because maybe you don't have to alter too much to fit in. Like for me, I'm queer. Like that is that was the thing. Like right. otherwise, I probably totally would be the guy in the steamroller in Christianity. That I think is huge. I think that piece of it is huge. Yeah, like if you if you have something that kicks you out of the, like by default, just like oh this one kick him off the assembly line because he's got right. this defect. Right. Um, then yeah, you have to, you have to engage with those feelings at some point in your right. life because you weren't safe in that story. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, but if you feel safe because they're because you can fit, right? Not again. There's the difference between fitting in and belonging, right? We've talked about. I don't know if we've talked about that or if that was a Sojo thing. Do you but, think? Do you think people can belong in that story? Like, do you think that there's no, belonging? That's in so. That's what I'm getting at. I don't yeah. actually think it's legit. Oh. I don't. I don't believe that you legitimately belong hmm. um, to a system that is g- giving you this, these toxic messages that, that you're bad, that, you're bad. that you, yeah. that you can't trust yourself. Um, how do you belong? How do you belong to, you can't even belong to yourself. Like right. you can't even trust yourself. Yeah. So I don't know how you belong to anybody else or a community um, because it's all contingent on whatever the dying the, to self and yeah, it, whatever and the parameters that are set up in that, in your, in your, fundamental religious system like believe x do y and you know (laughs) get other people to z kind of thing like there are things there are boxes you have to check off Hmm. um and as long as you can easily do that then sure like christianity is going to feel like some semblance of i fit in here right i don't believe it i don't believe you're going to belong and i think one of the things that makes that work like why more people don't do what we're doing mm-hmm. um, is because you have the whole concept of heaven at the end of it. Mm. So that's the carrot. We will get through yes. this. That's we the carrot that's dangling in front of you. This is my temporary home. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to have abundant life. Right. But it's not, I mean, <laughs> you can't expect this life to be that abundant. Like hmm. it's going to be a little dissatisfying because the real abundance comes next. Oh, I, I would push that further. Like you're going to suffer here. You yeah. are suffering here because this is not your home. Yeah. Like you are a, a refugee in the world. Yeah. So whatever discontent, whatever um, feelings of I don't fit in or I don't belong, like whatever those feelings are, you can explain away with this. Well, Yeah. It's the it's the fallen world. This is what I have to endure in order to in get order to, to get my get... reward in heaven because you store up your treasures. Yeah. 
in heaven. There's something about that story that is so... I was never going to make it in that story. <laughs> like, that's the bottom line is I'm way too curious and impatient and like restless, I think, mm, to yeah. like, I was just never going to, I was never going to make it all the way to the finish line. I was going to be like, nope, reward now. <laughs> <laughs> Instant gratification. Yes. Thank you. Um, but. It's such a, I don't know. I feel like I can see both sides of this. So this is where like the conservative in my brain, <laughs> she's just still there. Bring it, bring it, bring it. No, and Let's I love her. It. Like, it's yeah. funny. It took me a long time to stop being ashamed of her and to start loving yeah. her too because she's a part of my whole self. Mm. Um, but I think it's such an interesting, like, it's so tragic on either end. Like, it's so, it would be so sad it would be so – it's so sad for me to think about people living lives where they know – I think for me, like the crux of bad religion is shame. Mm -hmm. And it's people going through life where they never feel seen. Like if mm -hmm. there's one thing that I think is really important, I think it's important that people feel seen and people make the connection that you can be seen and loved. Like this is the one message that I wanted Jesus into everybody. Like hmm. you are lovable. Like just, you just are. Yeah. Like as you are, you are lovable. You don't have to earn that. You don't have to become it. You don't have to strive for it. Like that's the rest. The rest is you are totally lovable and intentionally lovable you know like just as you are that's a beautiful healing message that we miss so i think anytime that that message is being missed or misrepresented or otherwise aborted mm -hmm. like when we are keeping people from that connection of being seen fully seen for who they are and loved at the same time that's what bad religion is to me. Like that's the badness for sure. And that I think everything kind of fits into that category. But at the same time, like I can completely flip it in my brain back to that feeling of, gosh, how sad is it for people to, you know, desire that temporary feeling of being seen and be willing to forfeit their souls. You know, like I hear her in my mind. I hear the pressure of that story. Um. And I think my my heart breaks a lot for that still. Like I just have a lot of um, – what a horrible choice to have to make. Mm. To have to choose between being seen and loved for who you are in this life and your eternal soul. Yeah. Like it's just a horrible choice to have to make. And that's – if anything drove me out of sort of traditional Christianity, it was that I don't ever want Fable to feel like that's a – decision that she has to make that that's a yeah. choice that she has to figure out but yeah it's it, it is it's important to i mean have that have a, have a sense of empathy because I, anybody having these conversations came from that right oh yeah like we all believe that at one point um some version of it and it's i don't know it, it <laughs> I think part of part of the process, you do go through a period of like railing and finger pointing and, mm. and fist shaking back backwards, and that's a healthy piece. It's important, of it. yeah. absolutely. Demanding that apology is yeah, important. Absolutely, demanding 100%. that accountability. Yep. 
Um, but man, if you stay there for too long, and I'm and I'm talking about my own experience right now, mm-hmm. because I did mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in that in that cyni- cynical um, place of of any time anyone mentions anything God ish. Jesus-ish, Christian-ish. Um, and, and you just have that gut response of like, ugh, the eye roll. Yeah. Um, ugh, I feel like, <laughs> I hate what I'm about to say right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll argue with you. No, it's just, remember, we talked about the forgiveness sermon, right? Oh, and how right. it's like one-sided, like it's, it's harming you and you have to be the one to let it go. Mm. Part of that is, there's something in it that makes very real sense. Yeah. Again, for me speaking about my own ex- my own experience and my own story, like I, I, I at some point I had to come face to face with the fact that I wasn't happy with who I was. Hmm. Um in all that in all of that fist shaking, finger pointing, cynical spirit that I carried with me all the time. Right. Um and you know what? I guess I am still out here demanding that apology, right? Like, what? <laughs> we have a whole podcast dedicated Called to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not it's not that I've given up on that. No. I guess, but but there is a there's part of me that's had to come to terms with. Ugh, this is not good for me. Right. I I got to change my situation somehow, and I can't rely on that reconciliation that that uh, request for forgiveness and apology from. From that background, it's not coming. It's no. not coming for me. Right. Um, so what am I going to do with that? And again, Caleb figured out <laughs> Caleb's way, and yeah, I'm figuring out mine. And every, we're all we're all doing that. Well, and you all, you figure out how to walk the tightrope between yeah. you know doing the work of being the voice that is requesting that apology, which is essential work for the progress of society. Right. Like you yeah. have to do it. Yeah. It has to be done, and it's exhausting especially if you are the one who has been hurt. Like, mm-hmm. it's exhausting work, and yet the people who have been hurt are the people we ask to do that work, yeah. right? Like, that's pretty much across uh, the board. That's the case. Yeah. Um, it's never fair. So it al- that no, al- that always pisses me worst. off the most, yeah. is that, like, the onus is on the people who have been hurt. It's awful. Yeah. And so it's that terrible tightrope of walking the yeah. line, of balancing, like, self-care, mm. <laughs> and also, like, coming for what needs to be called out which is i mean it's easier it is easier to let it go it's easier to let it go yeah and walk away but it's also easier to hold on to the anger and like <laughs> the tension right now we're going into like buddhism but like the the to the tightrope line you know walking the razor's edge in the middle there that cliff of you know trying to find the i don't, I don't really believe in balance but trying to find the sustainable middle Mm. between those two things. But I feel like a lot of times, I don't know, I have to check myself a lot because I didn't wind up here by my own hand. Like I wound up at this place having these conversations and this journey in my faith because like I just circumstantially kept bumping into things that pushed me in that direction. And, Mm. um, here, but for the grace of God, go I, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and, um, like, that's th- the thing. Like, I know brilliant people. My grandfather, my grandfather is 
the most intelligent man that I've ever met in my life and good and loving. And he's a scientist. Like he's a brilliant man. And he believed wholeheartedly in not only Christianity, but in like Christian science until the day that he died, which is, you know, a a religion that you can Mm -hmm. go all kinds of, you know, deep dives into doom there. Um, Hmm. Also things that I love about Christian science, just so we're clear. Uh, But I've never, I, I think I probably respected him more than I have respected any other human. And he got all the way there, you know, and he never, well, I don't know if he ever like went through this process or what that looked like for him, but whatever his process was, he professed to believe what he believed right up until the very end. And like, I don't know. I don't know where that falls on the spectrum of good or bad, what he believed and what it did for him and meant in his life. But I do know that when he died, um, the church that I was in told me that he couldn't be in heaven if there was a heaven Mm. um, because he didn't believe in a literal death and resurrection of Jesus. And I am comfortable calling that bad. I'm comfortable calling that bad. Needing to put conditions on someone's hope, I would say, is bad. Oh, man. Um, So I don't know. There's so much... There's so much nuance in it for me. We're going back full circle to bad religion. There's so much nuance in the term bad religion. I think we found the title of this episode, by the way. Yeah, bad religion. Which I love and you're going to want to apologize for. (laughs) Um, I will say, though, uh, something you were saying earlier about, you know, your circumstances, bumping into things that have, that's what's gotten you here. I'd give yourself just a, a no, just a smudge more credit. I'm not allowed to take credit for things. Just a little more credit. I'm a two, Karen, dude. I can't. I'm, you, well, well, I'll give you credit. I'm a two today. Thanks. I'll give you credit because again, um, <laughs> you're the one. We had this conversation. You're the one who reached out to me when I put out the call to the universe. <laughs> like you are. You're, you're gonna have to remind me of this every yeah, single episode. You're doing Karen, things. You did it. You are making actual decisions with your own volition and personhood and taking mm. your body places that um i'm leaning into my own understanding Ooh, shit <laughs> can i drop your mic <laughs> maybe that's the title of this episode <laughs> lean into your own understanding the heart is not fucking deceitful above all things people mm. trust your heart i'm super into heart chakras right now like this is a big so i'm only just learning about the chakras. okay so did so. you see how so Morgan took that hardwired for heart swap. I keep like, I'm coming back to this. We talked about, you know, what we were going to do tonight. We talked about maybe needing to do the sex episode thing. So I've like brainstormed all of the things I could possibly talk we've about. We've said sex episode a bunch of times. And I don't think we've, I don't, I think people are probably like, why are they saying that? Why are they saying sex episode? Made up word. Um, it's a fun one to it say. It is fun. Sex episode. Um, oh, so we've talked about, I think some of the feedback that we've gotten, I'm just going to explain this then. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. A lot of the feedback we've gotten, and obviously, like, a topic that comes up a lot is what mayhem and havoc the church wreaks on its... Reeks? Rex? Rex? Reeks? Mayhem. You have wrecked havoc. Rex. I don't ever say that out loud. I just... Yeah, me neither. Weird. It's one of those words you write. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Say reeked. Reeks! (laughs) Well, it does reek. It It stinks it up a lot. Um, And... uh, 
the the tough knot to untangle that yeah. is growing up in purity culture in evangelical culture and sex and your body and like the complicated social dynamics of that the complicated internal dynamics the complicated physical dynamics and so we have talked about putting together i think we're looking at a series at this point because yeah. i don't think we can <laughs> no it's there's no one's tackling that in an hour so much like um, we were talking about <laughs> for some reason we were talking about tantric sex the other day and right. it was like that's not we can't have we can't talk about tantric sex in episode 101 of, of our sex talks like <laughs> that. I know how to do that. Yeah, we, we don't will know have, what we're we'll going to do. To get to some stuff later, but yeah, there's layers to pull back when it comes to sex. So right. yeah, sex episodes are coming, you guys. Sex episodes are coming and uh we're we're lucky in that we've got some good resources yeah. there. Um and so one of those resources is how we're getting back to what I was saying, my friend <laughs> my friend Morgan um who does incredible work. Maybe we can link her somewhere. Or something, but she uh, she does incredible work around sort of a very spiritual look at reclaiming sexuality for women. Um, I think this is the second time this episode that I brought her up. She took that phrase. She listened to uh, our episode of mm-hmm. uh, the first time that I came and chatted with you uh, because we had approached her about doing the podcast and. Um, she took that hardwired for heart swells. I'm now remembering what I was talking about. Just kind of like, where the hell was I going with this? Oh, heart, heart orgasms. That's what I was talking heart about. Orgasms. Right. Um, and so she took that hardwired for heart swells and made a cute little thing and put it on and then just like went on this tear about like the nine, seven, nine, I don't remember how many different kinds of orgasms that women are capable of. And one of those is heartgasms and hardwired for heart swells was like her thing. And I was just like, I don't think I've ever been more proud about like someone taking something and then taking it in a whole new direction and i was just like this is the greatest thing that has (laughs) happened ever um but i'm so enamored of that idea now because i like feel like i feel that like that's a real thing like i totally feel that um so I'm into it. Why was I talking about heart chakras? chakras uh... how did i get here we were talking about bodies we were talking about Leaning into my owner's... I don't know how I got yeah, here. Me neither. Whatever. But whatever. Sex episodes are coming. Morgan Day Cecil. I follow I, her. I'm She's going great. To, yes. When we, I haven't met Morgan. I'm very excited. She's um, the best. Because I would like to ask questions about what the fuck? Why do women get nine orgasms? And <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe there's more than... Why do we have like 800,000 <laughs> pleasure receptors? Yeah. Mm, because we're awesome. I mean, I know, I know of a couple that guys yeah, have but um. <laughs> no we definitely got like the better end of the yeah, stick that, on that oh one hell, man. um it's great yeah, we have great. a whole organ it's just that's all <laughs> that's all it does that's its whole thing it doesn't do anything else it serves no other purpose see all of your multifunctional pieces single <gasps> single purpose item this, it's, it's, this it's, is a fun prequel sex episodes are gonna be <laughs> such <laughs> an interesting <laughs> we'll see matthew's Worming in the corner. It is. It's, it's going to be so so fast. Well, and we need to find. I'm game. I'm down for it. Well, part of our goal for this too is we want to make sure that it's not too like obviously it needs to not be completely heteronormative, which I think, especially coming out of church, yeah, it tends to come that way. Yeah. Like that tends to be the direction that it goes. So we won't have that problem. No, nope, we won't have that problem <laughs> at all. So you don't have to worry about that being a problem. <laughs> Welcome to the Ethan Podcast. We're going to try to. Um, include as many perspectives on this, I think, yeah. as possible. I'd love to pull in some like non-gender conforming voices would be great too. Yes. Some folks in the middle. 
would be lovely. Um, you know, folks in San Diego or, you know, beyond, we're, we're getting to the point where we're going to start yeah. doing some, you know, using technology and talking to people who aren't in San Diego. But at the same time, I love, like, one of my favorite things about doing this is sitting across the table from somebody. It is good. So it, it really helps me engage. Um, so if you know people in San Diego, send them our way. Right. I would love a panel on that one. Like, it'd be fun to have mm-hmm. a group of, like, six people that all sits down yeah, and we can make totally. dinner and, like... <gasps> It'd be really fun to hear Ooh, just like different perspectives going back and forth. Yeah, it would be so good. I would so love fun. to do a table conversation mm. with a wide variety of perspectives. Love it. It'd be fun. All right, the cats are making noise. I had another letter, but you know what? I feel really good about our conversation right now. I think let's wrap it and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll circle back and do another one of these where we, we just bring up uh, folks' listen, listener emails or letters if right. you send it, <laughs> if you want the snail mail address. Please send a letter. Um, <laughs> um, all right, Karen Thurston, I love doing this with you. Me too, Matthew. Cheers Blake. to you. I can't drink this. It's just powder. I know. Well, it's not even the powder. You know what that it's is like now? This is This is part of the Russian tea experience. The sludge? The sludge at the bottom is the, it's the cinnamon and the cloves because they don't dissolve. Oh. And you know what? I didn't know that as a kid because I didn't know there was cinnamon and cloves in it. Potent. So I just always thought it was gross at the bottom. And now I know what that is. We can make cookies. <laughs> Russian tea cookies. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that, heathens. Thanks for listening to Heathen. We're here every week. And in the meantime, if you miss us, you can find us in the following ways. Follow at Heathen Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us an email at askheathen at gmail.com, especially if you have feedback or ideas for future episodes. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and that helps other people find Heathen. And if you'd like to contribute to this community for people who need a soft place to land as they move away from bad religion, you can support Heathen on Patreon at patreon.com slash heathen podcast well thank you for your support with exclusive bonus content which you know is going to be freaking awesome wherever you find yourself in this space of godless spirituality spiritual godlessness or anywhere in between you're not alone we're glad you're here here's to the heathens <laughs>